Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Fired up, focused, and prepared with you on a Tennessee Wednesday. Tennessee and Florida, I am, like, getting pumped for this game. Getting uh, getting jack and getting pumped. Sean Sinclair, I welcome you in against the backdrop, and in a few minutes we're going to interface with Watson Brown. I know a guy that you love whenever he's on the program, and today we're going to get a chance to interface with him. He he made his bones as a um, great quarterbacks coach and really was ahead of his time uh, as an offensive mind. He loves Josh Heupel. He's been on here several times, and he's going to join us today on the program Wednesdays with Watson. Sean, as we get closer to this thing, a lot of questions on both sides, man. A lot of questions here. Going to be an interesting game Saturday night. Yeah, it really is. I think the, um, I think the, the temperature of the ball fan is we don't know what's going to happen. Um, could he play better? Yeah, I think. A, I think a, after two games, I think a couple of things that we talked about in preseason have come true and are still 
applicable one. Um, Joe Milton is unproven. Uh, I said that. I didn't say he could or he couldn't. He's, to me, he's just unproven. And I don't think that needle has changed any position right now. He's just unproven. Um, you said that the uh, the team would likely uh, be less potent, uh, not be as good, whatever your thing was as last year. And, you know, I think on whole, I think that's true. I, I think the... I think the the stalling offense uh, is not made up or surpassed by the surge in the defense. Uh, so right now, Tennessee goes down to Gainesville, and if we're honest, I think the majority of fans are like going, I don't know, let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm going to open it up to the fans later on. I'm going to ask fans. Are the, they, ball, uh, are the Vols winning Wednesday? Go ahead, Brian. Fifth-year fifth year senior quarterback that you don't think is proven? Is that a concern? No, he is what he is. Sixth-year, isn't he? I, I think Sean. I think Sean. When it comes to, here's the thing about this program. I don't play with people, and that's not for everybody, Sean. You know, there's a there's a group of people that want to live in an echo chamber and only want to hear what they want to hear, and that's fine. And, and then even when when I'm saying complimentary things, they're still ascribing to us things that we haven't said. I'm just trying to be a straight shooter on here. And Sean and I have been two people that at the entire time have said about Joe Milton, look, we're for the guy. I'm not against the guy. I want the guy to make it. He's a great story. His, the reality is when he's been given opportunities, he's been given opportunities in short bursts and he hasn't been able to hold on the jobs. And that's happened now. It's it's happened twice in his career. And if he's not careful, it's going to happen a third time. The truth about Saturday, what makes Saturday such an interesting game is, Tennessee doesn't need him to be like lights out. They need him to be better than he was Saturday. But they don't, I'm talking about the Austin P game, they don't need him to be like some world beater. And, and Sean, one of the things I like about the guy is he is not very accurate. We all know that. He doesn't throw balls up for grabs, which which is a good thing. That's a good thing. So, And I, I think can, that's laudable. Yeah, I can, I can appreciate him not turning the ball over, and that is something. Yep. I mean, you can't, you can't start a play without a decent snap, and you cannot win a game if your quarterback turns the ball over no matter how he does it. However, uh, I want it to be fair to Joe that that performance was not all on him. Interesting. I mean, there, there was enough to go around. That offense was Drek, um, and there was uh, it was outlined or, or punctuated by a lack of focus. Mm. Uh, you saw seniors, uh, Spraggins. You saw wide receivers, seniors that were jumping off sides, that were holding, that interfered with. And, and these were simply, these are simply correctable mistakes that were done by, by seniors. Uh, I mean, um, through two games, with all due respect, Ramel Keaton's been a disaster. Disaster. And I, and, and, and I love the kid. It's a great, and it's I, true. He's got, I mean, the kid, he is, it, it's almost with, Ramel Keaton, that you have to make it an impossible catch for him to catch it. 
and he's the only receiver that's caught a touchdown so far. Yep, another thing is the jump, you know, you couldn't get any rhythm because every time you tried, uh, there was a jump in offsides. There was this, there and, was that. So nothing, nothing was, and, and again, I think that as fans, we get blinded by the good and don't see the reality of a lot of things. I mean, I, I love that Kamal Haddon got a pick, but he had two interferences, I believe. I mean, you, you know, at least one. And it was, for, it was simply for not looking around at the ball. And so, you know, I don't know. I can, I can, I can ascribe to or subscribe to Bino that Florida will play its best football of the year. We know that. Uh, this week. We, we know that. Exactly. Now, yeah. are they good? I don't know. Right. Um, That's right. But I do believe in a hostile environment. Yep. Uh, the last one of note we went to uh, was Georgia. Yep. Because um, I, I wouldn't call LSU hostile at eleven in the morning. Agreed. Uh, South Carolina was hostile. Well, that's uh, a good there. point. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. Yeah. Say, I was there. It wasn't hostile at all. But I had fans around me, Brian, that could that were couldn't believe, and they were up, and their their fans were still saying, "We'll screw this up." Twilight Zone. I'm, yeah, they I'm were not like, sure about that. <laughs> but the Georgia thing, you know, you're right, Sean. But the Georgia deal, you know, when I look back at the Georgia game last year, Tennessee was just overwhelmed by their talent. I mean, I, I don't. It, to me, it wouldn't have mattered if they'd have played that game in Josh Heupel's front yard. What was going to happen in that game was going to happen. But it will be interesting to see because Milton has been. How do you say? He's been pretty uneven. That's the way I'm going to describe him. Like you just don't know what you're going to get from series to series, pass to pass. But the truth about Saturday night is, the Florida people know what's at stake, and. That head coach down there knows what's at stake. And they've got a defensive coordinator that comes from Tom Marine Southern Miss, where Tom went to school, but he, he's, he's of all to the core, uh, having put his children all coming through Tennessee. But the truth is that guy played attacking, attacking defense. Will they attack Milton and heat him up? Or will they do what the first two opponents have done and just dare him to throw the ball underneath? I, I tell you what I would do. I would do what the first two opponents have done. I would take away the deep middle, take away those shots, and make him play quarterback on me and make him methodically move the ball downfield. Because so far he hasn't been able to do it, really. I mean, if we're going to be completely honest about it. And for a myriad of reasons... Which leads me to this. We're going to get into it with Watson Brown. I do want to give a shout-out to uh, law enforcement, the LEO, up in uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania, who finally caught this Daniello Cavalcante guy who's terrorized people. I've lost sleep last week and a half worrying about my peeps. And this cat's been on the run, and he's been, like, on people's porches and rummaging around and stealing things out of houses. I mean, this, this is a scary guy now. And that's a lead story on all the national newscasts. So they, they, they got him this morning and took him in. And police dogs are incredible. I, I love police dogs. I'm such a dog person, it's crazy. But uh, today a police dog helped aid in his capture and... May it be pointed out that he was wearing Jeffrey Lurie's Philadelphia Eagle logo, which is that new, ugly, hideous logo. 
And and when the number one man, wanted man who's terrorized uh, hundreds of thousands of people over the last couple of weeks is wearing your shirt, it might be time to switch to Kelly Green, Jeffrey Laurie, and away from your hideous uniform, Jeffrey Laurie, punk and clown. On the other side, Watson Brown joins. It is Wednesdays with Watson as we break it down scientifically with the coach on the other side. I want to talk to him about Milton Start. I want to talk to him about what's going on in major college football with quarterback play. I want to talk to him about what's going on at the NFL level with quarterback play. I want to talk to him about what's going on with quarterback play. Because the SEC right now, have we ever seen a time where quarterback play in the Southeastern Conference looks like it does? And this is with George Whitfield out here and all these trainers and all these uh, centers that, you know, charging people thousands of dollars for, you know, for gr- grooming, not grooming, for coaching their kids and this, that, and the other. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? The Daniels guy is might lose his job. Preseason player of the year. Alabama literally doesn't have a quarterback. Hey, my quarterback. But remember, they said they'd figure it out. Oh, they'll figure it out. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what, that's what Phil Steele told me. They'd figure it out. Brief timeout. We continue. Watson Brown after that. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call mepainfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Boy, and I need some help on a Wednesday. I need some help on a Wednesday. I'll tell you what, I get, I get butterflies in my stomach, not for very many guests. But joining us on the TLD Logistics Hotline, while well, we were have a meeting of the minds, along with the uh, Dr. Sean Sinclair and Brian Hartman is now the great Watson Brown, who I got to know a few years back through the George Plaster show. And you talk about serendipity because, boy, was God working when that occurred. Because, Watson Brown, you've taken me under wings. You've taught me some football. You've taught me about life. And I love you and appreciate you, brother. Oh, that that, that is so nice. But it's, it, it's been neat to get to know you tony and and uh we've become very good friends through all of this well that that's what's neat you get to develop friends and a lot of times we develop friends especially as we get older through the professions and and uh it's one of the neat things about being in college football for 40 something years like i was is a lot of friends come from it and you're one of them a lot of coaches have told me down through the years fans think that you remember the wins, the losses, the plays, the this, the that. But what you really have 
is you have the relationships. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like you hear about uh, people on their deathbed. You're not showing them their portfolio. You're showing them photos. You're reminiscing. Your friends are there. It's kind of the same thing, you know. The things you take with you are are, are really the things people can't see. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Oh, uh, you're. <laughs> and the older we get, I'm now seventy three, and the older you get, you see that I, the materialistic things mean nothing. It, it's it's the things you don't see that matter, and that's why late in your life, family and friends become so important to yeah. you. Yeah. When you're in the rat race and you're in the early years and you're doing this, and it's whether it's in my profession, your profession, whatever, you're going. You're just going. And then when you get a chance to take a deep breath, I, I think then it, it comes back to, to show you. And in our businesses, Tony, it's so doggy dog, yours and mine, it's so doggy dog. You don't just, when you develop a friend, it's a true friend. And uh, it, it's, it's something that's there for life. People ask me all the time, what have you missed about coaching? I've been out seven years now. And I said, what have what you missed about coaching? I said, I missed the competitiveness of the sport and the relationships with coaches and kids. That's it. That's, that's what I miss. And you can't get that back. And I don't miss it enough to get back in it. But at the same time, that, that's the things you get when you get out, take a deep breath and look back. Great Watson Brown joining, who, I, I got to tell you, somebody walked up to me at Calhoun's on the River, where we'll be on Friday, and he said, Tony, I just love it. I love when you have Watson on, and I was thinking, you know, Wednesdays with Watson, let's do it. Watson, I, well, it's got a nice ring to it. I, I, uh, I got to tell you, you, you last year told me, at the end of the year, going to that Orange Bowl, we had you on. You said Joe Milton's going to play well. Yeah. Now, we've kind of lost you know track here and haven't had you on for a while, but he's off to a little bit of an uneven start to start the year, which is part and parcel for the quarterback play that we're seeing across the entire Southeastern Conference. But uh, what do you see from Joe Milton thus far? Why, why is he back to struggling with his accuracy again does he see a kid that just tries too hard coach what what do you see there uh, let, let me start with this I, people have asked me this uh, after the last the first couple of games and then what about joe and i said honestly when i watch joe play it ain't about joe it's how good hendon hooker was the kid was phenomenal and he was the best quarterback in the country until he got hurt there's no doubt in my mind about that and when you try to compare Joe to Hendon, I'm not sure it's even fair because he's, he was special quality college quarterback. I, I hope he's going to be the same thing in the NFL. I really believe he will when he gets a shot and gets well. Uh, but that's the first thing I see is it's hard. Poor Joe, because you're getting compared to Hendon. Uh, you could take about any quarterback in the country right now that's, that's a new starter that has played a couple of games, and you compare him to Hendon Hooker, you're not going to look good to you. So we got to back off just a tad and and go from there. I, I'll say this before I get into Joe. I think this week is huge for for Tennessee and Joe Milton. Now everybody says, "Well, Florida's not that good." <laughs> you go to the swamp, and Florida has some confidence because they played Tennessee really good last year. Anthony Richardson had his best game of the year, didn't win, but played a really good game. 
Uh, they've been beat on and beat on, and they were embarrassed at Utah. Utah can embarrass you at their place especially. I think Florida's a little better. They don't have great quarterback play either. I think Florida's a little better than you think, and I think they're very good on defense. And uh, you get in that place, that is just it, it's one of those places in the SEC that's probably a 7- to 10-point swing. So I think if Joe goes in there and wins this game and plays real well, we'll back off a little bit. If if he struggles, look out. But I think this is the one. And uh, and just what he still struggles with is how hard he throws a football. And you, you, we've, we've heard all of our lives, Tony, he throws a hard ball. You and I have heard that all of our lives. Well, that came in the early years when we're – back in the 60s, when throwing started to appear a little bit, and it's 10, 15 throws a game. It's not anything special. But they'd say, boy, he throws a hard ball. Well, what they meant by that in those days, as I was coming up, it's hard to catch. And what's happening right now to Joe a little bit, he's pressing. He's a new starter. He, it, it, Clemson was everything to gain, kind of nothing to lose. Everybody thought they're going to get beat. He could relax and go play. Vanderbilt the first time he didn't have to do anything except hand it off. They just they just ran right over Vanderbilt. But all of a sudden now the off season and he's starting to get patted on the back and bragged on and you're the man and uh, we're not going to have a fall off at quarterback. Poof. That that's some pressure and he hasn't, he hasn't handled it well yet and his accuracy is off slightly. But. When Hendon was off slightly, they caught it. When Joe's is off slightly, that hard ball then is hard to catch. The hard ball is hard to catch when it's not completely right on target. And that's what I see. They're just a little bit off, and it's so dang hard. It's, it's hard for him to catch. And, and when I, I, I've had a few of those guys, not many, but I've had a few hard ball throwers like that, and I've always one of the Three or four drills I've always done with quarterbacks for 50 years, 40-something years in the business was I'd stick one quarterback 10 yards from one side of the goalpost and one 10 yards from the other side of the goalpost. And I'd say, okay, hit the other one on the top of the head on the other side of that goalpost. And it teaches you, it teaches you touch. You try to throw it hard with the point up, it's going to either hit the goalpost or be over, over the guy's head. You come up with it with a point down and kind of makes you get the ball up a little higher and come down with it. It'll go right over that goal post and that guy will catch it right at the top of the head. That's when you know the guy's got that touch piece mm. and he can do it. And uh, that I don't think Joe could do today right now. I don't think he could do that drill. As tall as he is, I still think he would struggle with that drill. And, uh, and why, why is that, that gets, Watson? Why do, why do you think he would struggle with that? With that trill, because something rudimentary like that. a very low, hard ball. It, 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 he doesn't have very good touch. Everything is a hard ball. He reminds me a little bit of Ryan Tannehill here with the Titans. Throws a very hard ball, and if there's an opening to throw it in, you can get it in there. But I promise you, Joe struggles with that one right over the linebacker's head right in that little seam area that you've got to be able to throw it in, yet it might have to be a little high because of the linebacker, but he throws it so hard, the guy can't come down with it. Then it goes up in the air, and the DB intercepts it. And here we go. Fine line, man, on being a really, really good thrower. 
and I think Joe's a little anxious uh, right now. He, 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 the reason I say that, I see him trying to show everybody how confident he is, how cool he is. And, and when one's doing that, you didn't see Hendon do that. When one's doing that, he's fighting confidence a little bit. And I think right now he's just fighting it, wants to be good so bad. His ball's slightly off because of it. He's got to settle down, and he's got to be on target because if he's slightly off target, it's it's hard to catch it. You know, it's interesting you, you would bring that up, his demeanor, because I was talking to somebody last night who's um, who's active in sports, you know, coach, coach is a different sport. He said, I look at Joe Milton and I see a guy that's almost like detached out there. Not, hey, come on, you know, one of those quarterbacks that we've become accustomed to, rally the troops guy, the body language. He said his body language is a cool, almost detached demeanor. Is that what you're talking about when you say... Yeah. Yeah, and, you almost overcompensate. You don't want to get too far into the moment because you kind of don't want to fail. Is that kind of where you are when you watch that, him? That, that's what I. That's part of. Yes, that's a big part of it right there. And the second piece is when he does something good, he he likes to put on a show and all that. And I, I, I don't I don't mean that as bad at all. But usually when guys are doing that, I keep going back to him and Hooker because that was your last one, and. He just he when he did something good he he wasn't the he wasn't the guy in the picture it was a receiver doing some of that or whatever and I just think Joe is fighting for confidence I don't I don't think that's a pat myself in the chest and I'm so good I think he's fighting for the confidence and wants to show his teammates and the fans and the world that he's a confident guy I don't think he is just yet I don't. And I think that the start of the season, there's been so much on him because he went from, oh, he can't beat Clemson, to he's the man. He's the man. Believe me, yeah. there's a difference in those two things on your shoulders. Watson, we had uh, we had media people around here talking about, which does him a disservice. Look, fans are going to say what they're going to say. You know, that's fine. But we had people do what I do. We're talking about him being a top ten pick in the NFL draft. I know. We had people talking about him winning the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, that's that's not. Listen, that's not going to do a guy uh, a service. Who the truth is, coming into this year, it was a wait and see deal. You hope he can do it. You know, you hope and pray he can do it. So here's my question for you, and then I want to th- I want to throw it to Sean. But you said earlier that this is a big game. This is a big game for him. Big game for Tennessee. It's it's a big game for Florida. You know, it's one of these uh, doorway games. Florida lose this game, Watson. They're going to have two losing seasons in a row. That's what they're staring at. They win this game, they could salvage this season. This is like a last stand type deal for them. But my question is regarding Tennessee. I wonder with Josh Heupel, look, you're an offensive mastermind, and you were way ahead of the curve at one point in major college football, the things you did. And I would encourage young people to look up. Watson Brown and some of the things that he did, just the, the creative things that you did offensively. People said, "Oh, well, you can't do those things back in the uh, in in the mid '80s, uh, early to mid '80s, right on." So, uh, and I compliment you, and I know you love Josh Heupel, but you offensive guys are a lot like these wide receivers. You guys want your numbers. Tennessee right now is like in the '70s in total offense, and when you adjust it for who they played. It's like 97 is the number. Josh Heupel does not get up in the morning 
get to work uh, at 5.30 a.m. in mid-February to put up those kind of numbers. This is not what he signs up for. My question for you is, if they go out there and he struggles in the first half in this Florida game, and he looks like he did against Austin P. and say they're one of whatever they are, one of seven, one of eight on third down, they're just, you know, can't move the ball. Do you think there's a chance they make a change, or do you think that's still far off in the distance? What What is your sense? And I know you talk to people around the program as well. Uh, I I still like that that's in the distance, but but if you get through half of the game and it's close and you're not moving the ball, I think you would make a switch. I do. Now, I don't mean make a permanent switch. Just give somebody else a shot here and let's see if we can get it going. That might lead to a permanent switch when the time comes. But he's also a freshman has never played. And uh, you put him out there in the swamp, that's, don't don't expect that to turn into him and Hooker either. Um, they're going through what a lot of SE teams or SEC teams are going through. New quarterbacks. You replace Bryce Young. You replace Anthony Richardson. You replace Hendon Hooker. And on and on and on. You replace Stetson Bennett. Uh, there are a lot of new quarterbacks at the, at the big time programs in the SEC. Will Levis come, Kentucky. Uh, and that's, that's not, you're not going to put one in there that's going to be what the last one was. It's good. These are inexperienced kids that it's their time to play and they got to grow. Look at him and Hooker, how much he grew from when he got put in to when he finished, how much he grew and how much a better player he was. Uh, Josh knows, I'll defend him this way, it's not ego of us just wanting to get our, our stats. Josh knows, because I did the same thing for a few years. When you run a fast-paced, wide-open offense, and you get into numbers as far as number of plays in a game, he knows that he's got to score in the 30s or more to win, because your defense is going to wear down. And he knows that the way they've looked here early, they're, they're not good enough to do that yet. That's what I think he feels. And he knows that if you're going to be in this style of what I'm doing, we've got to score points and, um, and keep the ball and score points and get big plays and score points and come back the next time and it's a, it's a 12 play, 80 yard driving score points, not an 80 yard driving no points or not an 80 yard driving three points. He knows he's got to score points. And that's what I think that they, they're trying to get past right now. That's what I was. When I would do this style, I'd tell our staff, boys, we're putting a lot of pressure on our defense. We have got to score points. And when you don't, it's tough on your defense. That's what I've seen so far in the year. And uh, his style is so quarterback-oriented, uh, Tony, that when you don't play well, it's usually the quarterback that doesn't play well. Wednesdays with Watson. Let's uh, get uh, Dr. Sean Sinclair in the mix and in the hunt with Watson Brown. Go ahead. You're on with Coach Brown, I think. Coach, so glad you're back uh, on Tony's show. It's a, It was a pleasure last year listening to you, and, uh, and uh, you bring so much insight. I appreciate you. Uh, my Thank question you. to you is it's been my experience, and maybe perhaps not when you were a coach, but in some others that – you know, the special teams coordinator job was often put on the young guy or put on the 
tied into running back coach because they had very few individuals that um, that they coached during practice. But it seems to me we've watched three kickoffs go out of bounds in two games. We've watched this ambidextrous punter uh, doing this, doing that. My question to you is, I, I suspect that special teams coordinators right now are making things perhaps a little bit too complicated. Uh, I know that the Turbyville kid we have can boot it out of the end zone every time, and yet it looks like we're trying to we're trying to grapple over that five yards between the twenty and the twenty-five for a fair catch. Uh, can you put any insight into that? Because I'm not sure if we need him kicking over his head backwards, all this other stuff. Um, when does when does something relatively simple get too complicated? I've always believed, Sean, I've always believed that you've got to have. A lot of these coaches through the years have taken their kickers, snappers, punters, and let them walk on and earn. I signed them every time. I felt like you've got to have a great punter, a great kicker, and a great snapper. You've got to have that. And uh, in, in the days of my time, uh, it wasn't even a young guy. It was about six of your staff coaching special teams. One guy had the punt team. Maybe you tied in coach your receiver coach might have had the receiving team. Your, your linebacker coach might have had the, the punt return team. Usually the defensive coordinator had the punt return team. Uh, and so I, it, a lot of us would spread it through the whole staff and there wasn't just a coordinator. What I think is happening with these coordinators is they, the head coach has got to control them. Their egos get going, and they try to do too much to be pretty and fancy and, and stick out instead of just your best your best special teams is when, when it might be one punt return or something, but the rest of the day you don't even remember it because it was just solid. It was solid and good. And uh, I, I just I, I think I see that I'm not big on the scramble punters or the or the rugby type punters. Oh no! Have not had had one one time when you're on a right hash and you punt and you're uh, rugby punting, you're halfway to the boundary when the foot touches the ball, and so there's not a lot of place to put that ball, and you'll see them shank a lot of those out of bounds for a 15, 20-yard punt. And uh, so I'm still a Watson, this guy, though, not mean to talk over you, this guy's ambidextrous, though. He can punt it with both feet. But I was hoping against Virginia when he shanked one that he would come back and shank one with his other foot so he could be an answer to a trivia question. (laughs) I'm in the dark humor. I'm still just not big on that stuff. (laughs) They still... They they still like to punt the ball to boundaries. I'm not. You a don't want to yeah. be on a right hash and punt a ball to the field. We never did that in the old days. You just did. It's too much room for that dude back there. That guy's. Every one of these people got really good returners, and so still, if you're on a right hash, you want to punt the ball down the right side. And uh, you you got a scramble punter with a ball on the right hash, and you're scrambling to the left. I, I did I didn't want I wasn't one to do that. The, you know, you know uh, so Sean's I'm right. Not, I'm yeah. not a rugby punter, so I'm probably not one to be talking about this. But Sean brings up a so great point. Too, you know, you know what? There's though, too many yeah. great punters out there that can punt the ball high and deep. That's and, right. And uh, there's just, too many of them out there. Go get one of those. Well, I'm just not a. 
I'm not a scramble guy. Sorry. Watson, that's just like this kid that's kicking off Tennessee Turbyville. In high school, yeah. he was a kick the ball through the back of the end zone every kickoff. It's obviously what he can do. He let a couple of them loose uh, in Nashville and kicked it through the end zone. But they're obviously trying to be cutesy with him and kick the ball to boundaries. And that's where it's almost like you have all these meetings in the summer and we're going to overcoach. And uh, and I think there's a I think there's a line in the modern game, Watson, where these guys ought to go home and hang out with their families and quit watching film. Well, I I, can't, I will totally agree with you. I think they're just getting too fancy. Uh, let kids do what they do best. I always said you start on offense with your quarterback. If your quarterback does these things well, that's what you've got to do on offense. If you try to make a quarterback do something that he's not good at. He's going to get embarrassed at some point. I'll say that about punters. I'll say that about kickers. Let them do what they do best. And uh, I can look back, guys, many times as an offensive coach, whether I was a head coach or not, as calling plays, offensive guy, and my best games were simple games. When I tried to do too much, we never were very good. When we go in there and do what we do best, maybe change a set around or something, but still do what we do best. That's when I had our best games as an offensive coach. I can promise you, you can take that right to the special teams the same way. Hey, Watson, Tennessee had a players-only meeting after that game over the weekend. Now they're 2-0 and on the year. We were talking yesterday with uh, our our great Matt Dixon, and he says I, he can't figure out whether that's a good sign or a bad sign. Is that, is that a good sign? And and, and, totally. and I say this to you against the backdrop that the wide receivers, I found out, have been kind of grumbling a little bit behind the scenes. And... No. <laughs> well, wait a second. Somebody emailed me today and they said, you know, that's an explosive thing that you're that you're saying, Tony. And I said, why would anybody that's followed football, why would they think that's an explosive thing when when are those guys not? I mean, those guys, unless they're putting video game numbers up, speak about that, just coaching wide receivers. And I don't I, – it's kind of like when, 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 uh, when head coaches get before the media and fudge the truth. I don't even consider that lying. I just consider that – Coaches doing what coaches do. And when wide receivers grumble, I don't consider that being a ta- bad teammate. I just consider that wide receivers doing what wide receivers do. I- I'd like you to elaborate on that. Go ahead. Uh, wide receivers are wide receivers. There's not a school in the country. There's not a team in the NFL uh, that those guys don't want the ball more. And to, I'd always try to talk to my Come on, guys. Just keep it within. You don't have They want the ball. And think about it. They're out there playing 90 snaps at Tennessee, 80 snaps or whatever, and you might touch it four times in a game. That frustrates you in yourself. Tailbacks are back there touching it. Quarterbacks touching it every play. Offensive linemen don't get to touch it, so they're not going to fuss. It's the guys that are touching it very little want it more, and I, and I always wanted them to want it more. I mean, because gracious, if you have a great game and an 80-play game, sometimes you might get seven catches out of ten throws to you or something. That's that's a big game for a receiver when these running backs are getting uh, Derrick Henry touched it 15 times and everybody's fussing that he needed it 25. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just the receivers. That's what they that's their their don't get to touch it enough. 
they're frustrated before the game ever starts uh, because they want it more. And I don't blame them. I played quarterback. I didn't have to ever worry about that. I was touching it every play. If I was out there playing wide receiver, I'd want it more too. I'm looking in there at the handing it off all these times. There's quarterback scrambling around. Then all of a sudden your number's called and the quarterback gets sacked. Well, what does that do to <laughs> It frustrates you even more. That was my shot. And so I, I do defend them. I, I try my best to get them. Don't say it publicly. You say it to me all you want or say it to teammates. I don't care. Just don't say it publicly. Uh, but some of them still did. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. So that's why I said dub when you bring up the wide receivers. There's not a school in the country that they're not complaining that they don't get it enough. All right, moving along. The players-only meeting, good sign or bad sign? Where are you on that? Depends on what the what it was all about. I don't like those meetings when there's grumbling within each other or whatever. Um, and the head coach has got to know what the meeting's about for he ever lets it happen. That's the way I always talk about it. You better know exactly, and you better know who's running that meeting. And it better be somebody you totally trust that's one of your leaders that's doing what's best for your team and and uh, you you better know before you let them call team meetings. I've stopped some team meetings before, before they ever became team meetings. I've had some players come say, hey, Coach, we need to not let me handle it right now. If we get to that point, I'll let you do it, but not, not, uh-uh. let's hold it for the time being. And, and they always did. They're very respectful and understood. Uh, I think it's just what's it about. If this meeting was about, hey, let's all – Understand here, we all got to get better. We had a we had a little eye opener here this weekend. We know we're not where we need to be. Now that that would be a good meeting, but not not a, not a meeting to hash out some differences and all that kind of crap. I don't I don't those are never productive. No, because once a, one guy brings a grievance, and you turn yeah. everything into a grievance session, then well, you got to turns into selfishness. That's it turns right. into selfishness, yeah. yep. personal. You, you can't let it get to that. That cannot be what your team's all about. Cannot. If it is, you're in trouble. So what happens this weekend? What do you think, Watson? What do you think? think How do you think win. the Vols play? I think they'll come back and win. Uh, I think Joe will play better. Still, take a deep breath and understand, I'm not sure by the end of the year they'll be Hendon Hooker. I'm not sure you'll have another Hendon Hooker for a while. Uh, that kid just gave you something for about a year and a half that uh, the Knoxville hadn't seen in a long, long time. And uh, he, he was just special. And you know how I feel about him. I I, I told you he's going to get drafted higher than everybody thought he was, and he did. And and I think he'll be a good NFL player, too. He, there's something different about him. I don't think Joel will ever be him and ever get to that level of, of play. But he can be good enough to win them games, and and I think he comes back this week and plays better. I would bet you Josh is sitting down and say, relax and be Joe and quit trying to be more than that and just make plays. Just just relax and make plays. I would bet you they, they can see the same things we see, Tony. They, they know that, and I just think he's pressing. I think he's pressing, and when you're pressing, some of your negatives come out. And his biggest negative is accuracy. When he's pressing, he even throws it harder. And when you throw it harder, then that thing's going to be off target. It's going to be, and if it's off target a little bit, it's hard to catch. Where Hendon's was off target a little bit, they could catch it. 
it's different. And uh, and then the receiver gets bragged on instead of getting yelled at. Catch the ball! Well, that thing's coming at you 100 miles an hour. And so then you end up with a quarterback that's frustrated, and then the receiver's frustrated. Well, and that's and, funny uh, you'd mention that, because our fan base, you know, after the game, our Garza Law fifth quarter fan reaction uh, show, I had a guy yesterday shoot me. If the, if the receivers would have just caught the balls that hit them, uh, that's 171 extra yards, to which I reply, that's really easy to say. Like the old adage about if it hits you, you should catch it. Sure, unless Nolan Ryan's throwing it at you. I mean, that's what you're, and that is kind of what you're talking about. When when a guy throws that hard and he throws it on the wrong shoulder, what do you say a really good college receiver, Watson, how many times out of ten is he catching that ball? What would you say that number One. is? One. One, yeah. two. That's right. Uh, and that's a great receiver. Yeah. Th- those, those top, and those throws that are slightly behind the guy are slightly high. Ball over your head, yep. there's a point your eyes lose the ball trying to catch it. And so if it's a bullet, then your hands, a ball over your head, your hands a lot of times are trying to catch the bottom of the ball, Tony. And you catch the bottom of the ball and miss it, what does it do? Goes straight up in the air, and there's DBs all over the place. So that that it, those that, and I think receivers get frustrated with that. I would, if I was a receiver, and I can remember many times going to a receiver during games, put my arm around his shoulder and say, "Hey, man, he just that that was a real hard catch. Catch the next one." And uh, many times I did that because the receiver feels everybody in the, the hundred thousand people are saying, "You should have caught that." And uh, so there, there's a lot that comes from those type of things, and I think that's some of the stuff Tennessee's trying to get through right now. Watson Brown, you happen to be the man. I'd say Wednesdays, but Watson's off to a rip-roaring start. Are we playing some golf this afternoon? Nope, nope. Got to make a little trip to Nashville for something for golf. That uh, so, But I will be playing again tomorrow because the weather hey hey the weather when that fall weather it gets a little cooler here oh boy oh and Uh. it's not a prettier place than east tennessee (laughs) in the fall man we were talking about that there is a prettier place in east tennessee in the fall i vividly remember i did i wouldn't say i always loved the ride going to play tennessee in knoxville but the ride up from nashville to knoxville or the ride up from birmingham to knoxville oh when we different places I've played Tennessee where I've coached. Good gracious, it's it gorgeous. And now you're living among us back home. Um, We're I'm, so glad I'm to have you. We love you. Halfway to Knoxville. I'm you, halfway to Knoxville. You got I'm it, brother. Hey, we appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Good talking to you. Okay, good to talk to you. It's an honor. Thank you, Sean and Bry. Thoughts on what Watson Brown said? Who is really a quarterback coach by? His nature, uh, by trade, uh, his assessment of Joe Milton, and I've taken notes. He said, "Look, the guys, the guys pressing, and when you're pressing, you're throwing the ball very hard, and he's throwing it harder than usual." And then he said, "Those balls Saturday night, those are one in ten catches that people are saying." Because Sean, everybody, I, I love that Joe Milton's a great story. And you love it, and Brian loves it, and the fan base loves it. But to say those balls should be caught, those those balls on the wrong shoulder that are going a million miles an hour, those are nearly impossible balls to catch. That's the reality of it. That's right. And, um, you know, we, 
we see it. We saw a lot of breakdowns over the first two games. The quarterback is the guy, whether you like it or not, he's the guy. And you know, in in fairness, he made a play, a scramble drill play where he hit Dante Thornton on the sideline. Yep, running uh, running, you know, to his his less dominant side, put it on the money and just flat dropped it. Yep. Now I'm not sure Hinton Hooker could make that play. That was an incredible play. So there's enough blame to go around. I I would re- I would uh, I would uh, let uh, rem- remind everybody that you know Hendon Hooker wasn't Hendon Hooker until they got him to calm down and have fun out there. There's a there's a very a very thrown around story that Hendon Hooker took everything too seriously and was struggling, and they finally found that his joy came out when he was playing basketball. And they had to tell him, you know, even though you're the quarterback and you're the guy, go out there and start playing like you're having fun playing basketball. And it was at that point that he became the Hendon Hooker that we remember, not the Hendon Hooker that was at Virginia Tech or the one that did not beat out uh, Joe Milton. That's so, really interesting. So it all, all it just it just takes a little bit. It's uh, there's they are they. It, the good thing is that missing. Um, Cooper Mays has not been disastrous right now. Mm-hmm. It's actually been a decent thing because they've been able to throw a few kids around mm-hmm. in front of live bullets and see if they can handle it or not. Gainesville's a different story, but they're not going down there, you know, just for the first time and, and, uh, you know, snapping the ball. So they've got some guys and they can move around. Uh, also, I, I, there were a couple times when I saw, um, uh, Joe Milton running the ball. And there was one running down the hash, and he looked he looked extremely effective. He he didn't look reluctant. He was char- hard charging down there. And it's a different story if we don't have the. I'm not carrying water for Joe because uh, he missed some wide open guys, and it, you saw in the second half when they threw the ball to the sidelines. That's all they could. That's what, that's all what they are did. you going to call? That's all what they are did. you going to call? That's right. Because they they they, they do a uh, they do a, a skinny post. To, uh, Brew McCoy in the in the first half, and he airmails it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, there were there were a lot of things that guys were wide open, and then you have other ones where guys drop the ball. Uh, so it it is what it is. I look, I thought Coach Brown brought a lot a lot to the table today. Uh, I'm not ready to throw Joe Milton away by any stretch, but I still stand by my uh, my uh, description that he's unproven. I wanted to see where his assessment of the SEC QBs, if there's not any SEC QB that could be among the top ten in the country. Would have been a great question. Why didn't you ask him, Brian? It would have been a great question. Well, because I never, I, he never came to me. I asked. I oh, ask that was, that. I'm sorry. I had it on hey, there, Brian. but nobody uh, came That's to right, me. So I wanted to ask him that question. My friends, on, okay. uh, my friends on Twitter Spaces, you hear the back and forth, did say, Brian, I was going to cue you, and I and I never, I forgot, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Uh, okay. Turn over, Tony. Turn over, Tony. 865-200-5402. But your point's well taken, Brian. We've gone from a league last year that had a couple of the first draft picks in the uh, in the deal. And then a kid that won two national championships that, by the way, Georgia fans would take back tomorrow. They couldn't wait to get rid of him. They would take him back like tomorrow. Um, 
I, I thought Watson Brown, when he talked about Joe Milton's body language and kind of that detached thing he does that sort of drives people nuts, he thinks that's a nervous reaction, which is the interesting backstory Sean told about Hendon Hooker and relaxing and just getting him to just kind of get in the groove. And Look, I know somebody that plays music that I've met people that are incredible, like musicians, singers, whatever, but they have performance anxiety. And um, and it's hard when you have performance anxiety to let yourself go. I'm not saying he does. I'm just saying the concept of channeling your nerves, of um, processing it, can be difficult. And you can imagine the pressure this guy's under. You know, he sat there for two years and waited to get his job back. It obviously means a lot to, to him to be here. He was a really good teammate in the meantime. But, man, he just hasn't been um, through two games. I'm not going to carry water. He just hasn't been very good. He's been okay. But I'll put it to you this way, and I, and I really believe this. If he plays the way he played Saturday night, in the Florida game, in the first half, Tennessee will be down two scores. Even playing a Florida team that's kind of bereft of playmakers, Florida has enough. Florida has enough. Now, he doesn't have to be Hendon Hooker this weekend, but he's got to be better than he was. Because if Tennessee gets in a game where all they can do is dump balls off against an SEC team, they'll get hammered. Because you're playing teams with team speed. They were not going to give up on dump passes, you getting 15 yards. That's not going to happen. We know this against SEC linebackers. It's just not. I'm not sure how many teams in the league you could get away with playing that way. So at some point, something's got to give. And he's got to be a little better this weekend. And, we, and, and I'm going to lean on Watson Brown, who says he thinks Tennessee will go down there and win. But don't expect your quarterback to be Hendon Hooker. And I think that's I think that's a word to the wise to this fan base. But we'll come back. I'll, I'll you know get, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well I don't think it you know and again, I'm not carrying water for him, but there's a there's a that whole offense is has I mean I mean I, I, I hear you, Jalen Wright, throwing up a couple of hundies, but uh running backs have not been impressive to me at all. I I mean, you had uh, Jabari I, Small almost got the quarterback killed. I agree with that. At uh, an SEC defense, he's dead. Period. Uh, you let an SEC and, then, uh, and also those that's guys. Right. They, you're you're an SEC running back. We're hearing stuff about the best running back room in the country, and yet we're getting tripped up by the by the hash marks. Sean's right. Almost every play. And another thing is. Sean's right. You, you played two of the worst teams in the country. Sean's right. And I'm sitting there watching running backs getting to the third level, and they're getting walked down by Virginia and Austin P. That can't happen in the SEC. you got you got to be able to smoke those guys. The only reason our guys are getting into the third level is because the offensive line and the scheme is putting them there. They've got to start playing. Matt made a great point yesterday which is there were a couple plays where the our offensive linemen the calls are so great they're looking for people to block in the second level they're running into open air our wide our our uh, our linemen are running into open air which tells you how good these calls are 
And these backs are still only getting, you know, like on plays like that, 20 yards. Whereas if you have one of these signature backs we've seen in years, and I'm not picking on these guys that are there. I'm not. But the right guy, I would term him early in his career as a pretty good college back. People pretending like that guy's a star, you're pretending. And I'm for you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. But that's pretending. That's like wishing well, and hoping, uh, and that's okay. Go, I wouldn't even go with the the elite we've had. If you've had, you give, you give Travis Stevens or Tony Thompson those holes, they're housing almost every one of those. And those guys are, with all due respect, they were good, but they weren't Chuck Webb. They yeah, they would tell you that Jamal Lewis. They weren't Reggie Cobb. Yeah, they would tell you that. We're going to come back on the other side. So there's a lot of improvement here to make. Tennessee's defense is pretty good. How they play Mertz, and we'll talk about this on the other side. How they scheme him is going to be really interesting. Are they going to heat him up? Are they going to contain? How will Tennessee approach uh, Florida? And then Florida, they love heating people up, but if I were them, I'd do a little bit of what P and Virginia did. I'd take Tennessee's deep stuff away. I'd make Joe Milton make plays on me. And the running backs make plays against my backers. That's That's... That'd be my approach. But it would be curious to see what they do. We come back on the other side. If you want to respond to Wednesdays with Watson, we'll do it on hour number two. As I thank Watson Brown for joining on the TLD Logistics Hotline, presented by our friends at TLDLogistics.com. More after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Imagine all the hits you love in one collection. Live it up with favorites like, I won, did you hear me? I won! Or the timeless treasure, I just won $5,000! And who can forget the all-time classic, Look who's going on vacation! Get your hands on the cash-loaded Hit Instant Games collection at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. And let the good times roll. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Make it a happy new year. Become the Powerball first millionaire of the year, announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Enter to win a VIP trip for two to New York that will include a three-night stay at a luxurious Times Square hotel, a chance at a million dollars, and more. Enter any Powerball ticket at tnviprewards.com by October 31st. From the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you on a Wednesday. I want to thank uh, Coach Watson Brown for joining us. Our Wednesday with Watson segment. Today I thought he brought it to the table. If you want to get in, 865 200 5402. As we're well into our deuce, Sean Sinclair is here. Cinco, you are a uh, recruit, Nick, by trade. Deion Sanders in Colorado, but really it's Deion Sanders, is a tour de force. Probably the story of the early season. Does anybody think Colorado is going to be there at the end of the year and factor into a playoff? No. Did anybody think they'd be 2-0 and right now? No. Did anybody think they would look like this? No. We were laughing at the guy back in the summer because he had social media tags on the back of his kids during practice. And look at this gimmick and this goof. And Cinco, there's a report out there that Tennessee's perhaps signature uh, uh, commit so far is flirting or will be there? Should we be concerned about Boo Carter in Colorado, Sean, in your humble opinion? 
I don't. I think signature is a bit of a stretch. Um, he's uh, uh, there are other kids higher ranked uh, in the class, but he has he has since his commitment uh, been thought of as the magnet. Uh, you know the the kind of the bell cow that's leading the charge, that's uh, getting kids together, et cetera. There was a report that he came up last week to spend time with Chris Cole. Before mm. you know, Cole came up and then committed to Georgia. Um, so, but here's a young man that's going out to Colorado. Is there is there uh, is there concern? I, I mean, sure. In this day and time, a committed kid going somewhere else. Uh, I'll remind you that Boo Carter has switched high schools before. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it, it, is this a goofy commitment, goofy career, uh, or goofy recruitment? Goofy? I, I don't know if it's that, but, you know, here's a kid that, uh, you know, plays both ways, kind of, uh, special teams guy, too. Um, you know, you can, there's a big shine on the University of Colorado, whether it's earned or not earned, that's the case. And, and Deion Sanders has the attention of every football player, like it or not. That's the way it is. So uh, I, I would suggest that uh, UT has some, you know, they, they, they might be a little nervous. I don't know. And you don't want, and I don't, I don't want to be, um, you know, forecasting anything, you know, bad. Uh, but you don't want him to go up there and have a great time and then all of a sudden become that same magnetic personality and try to draw other people around. Oh, that Sinclair, that never happens. Eh, yes, it you does. Might want to, you might want to look back at your history and yes, see about uh, uh, Hunter Johnson, mm. uh, who went to Clemson after committing mm. here, and then and then uh, two Knoxville guys uh, kind of followed him, and he made it open that he was going to recruit this place again So and mm. recruit the, the guys he met at Tennessee. So, again, not to be fatalistic or, or to – you know, uh, be spelling, you know, forecasting doom or anything about recruiting, but um, you'd prefer him not to go out to Colorado. Mm. Well, so much of what you just said, too. Dynamic player. We were talking off the air. Dynamic player, dynamic personality. Um, that kind of stuff. And then somebody that. Uh, has the magnetism to draw others. You know Deion Sanders is going to roll out. If the kid goes there and, and looks at it, you know Deion Sanders is going to roll the red carpet out for him because Deion's no dummy, man. A guy like that that might be able to bring a couple more people with him, and that is what Deion's done here. I mean, let's let's just face facts. He's made a lot of enemies along the way. Several coaches, well, the entire coaching profession, let's just call this what it is, they're cheering against this guy. Because, think about this for a second, he took his entire roster. When did he get the job, guys? Do, do we remember? Was it like, um, was it, it was in, in December? Was in, uh, December, January, around like the year. Okay, so he's had like eight months before they yep. start the season. Eight or nine, you know, eight, maybe eight, maybe eight, maybe nine months. He has done the unthinkable. An entirely new roster, somehow figuring out a way. They don't lead the nation in penalties. They somehow, I don't know how they did it. It would be a great documentary if somebody was filming it or there was somebody embedded with them. It would be a great book because, Sean, you know 
the entire coaching profession because this is what he he's making a mockery of these guys in college football that try to act like it's like they're splitting an atom, Sean. I've said for years they're not. He's making a mockery of it, Sean. Well, what he's doing is he, he's he's challenged the orthodoxy, and he's yep. just been proven right. Yep. Um, you go, here's a guy with limited coaching experience, and the experience was uh, at a lesser school, not, and I'm talking about competition level, not of importance. Yep. With. Uh, you know, he, he did down there, and then the, the, the thing was, well, he's gotten all these transfers because he's Dion, and they just have more time. Okay, that's a, that, maybe that's fair. Then he's gone to a place in Colorado where no one wants to go, where they won one game, where he openly gets there and just tells everybody, you know, our doors are open, all these guys are gone, uh, and then brings in 80 play- You br- We bring in 20, 25 new players, and we're talking about, uh, how do we, they're not ready. You know, freshman DBs aren't ready, et cetera. Uh, now these guys are not a lot of freshmen, but there's, he didn't, he didn't get transfers off the, uh, AP All American team. These were guys, uh, Amari right. McNeil, I think is one from right. here. That's right. He was a second, third teamer at Tennessee. Right. Uh, we get, he, besides Shadur, you know, who looks like, who look, frankly looks like the best quarterback in America. Right now, from my eyes, or at least one of them, um, and then you you you've taken all these other guys, and he's put a competent, and uh, not only that, a new coaching staff. He's taken the whole brand new program in eight months. He's put a competitive, respectable program out there uh, that looks the part. Um, you know, he he made a fool of Matt Rule, who was the cat's pajamas here when he was at Baylor. At Temple, and then he goes to the you know the he goes to the NFL and comes back here to a somewhat stable but not great program with a, with a huge tradition and a huge fan base and resources. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that there are a lot of people rooting against him because he's he's cracked the code. You don't have to work your way up from analyst. You don't have to do this. No, we're going to take we're going to take what the environment provides. And we're going to work it. Now, he's unique, but he's unique, Sean. Who else could do that but the guy with the cult of personality guy that's been in the limelight for 30-plus years, and he has fans out there that hate him. And But he has fans out there that love him. So, But when their games are on, people are going to watch them. Second most watched game of the weekend was Nebraska and Colorado. Hey, listen, you think they're getting, Brian, you think they're getting 6 million people to watch their game if he's not involved with it over the weekend? That that game wouldn't have been no. one of the top 20 it, games. No, most people except diehards wouldn't even know Colorado has a program. That's exactly not, right. Not, you know, not only that, he's he, he, the thing is that he's just doing everything differently. He's, he, he's got their social media stuff on the back of their practice jerseys. Right. He's inviting all of this stuff in. Uh, he's also doing it. You can you can scoff or not, but he's doing it with a newfound uh, born again Christian uh, a backdrop. Yep. Again, I'm not here to ever question someone's faith because I don't want them questioning mine. We all know prime time. We all know the book he wrote. We all know all that stuff. Whether it's whether it's a uh, fake or not, that's not for me to decide or even uh, opine on. 
But the fact of the matter is, he's doing it in the modern day, and he's making people look silly. And he's got Colorado State this weekend, and that game starts at 10 Eastern. And, and guess what? When we are on here with Garza Law, fifth quarter fan reaction, guess what game I'm going to be looking at? I'll be looking right at uh, their game. Actually, uh, yeah, they play they play Colorado State. That's right. And, and, That's and, their last non-league game before they start yeah. Pac-12 play. And that will be absolutely televised. So let's go back to the phones, and we'll get our next call in. If you want to get in the hunt and in the mix with us and in the mix and in the hunt with us, we'd love to hear from you. Because the truth is, you know, America votes with that clicker. And over at tclub.team today, I put those num- the, 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 the ratings from around the country. Uh, I had a link up. If you go down to my links, every day we, we try to put some good links out there. Like today we put a link up regarding this transfer deal and what's going on and um, the, the, the fact that the NCAA is trying to f- show its teeth and they've gotten some backlash. And Brian's got a good little something up in the blog today. Regarding the losses Tennessee suffered in Neyland Stadium since 2003, the last time the Vols won at Florida, we were talking about Florida's number. Brian, what was Florida's number? Number of uh, losses they've incurred? They had they had uh, 26 losses to 12 different programs at the, in their place since that win for the Vols, and the Vols have had 47 losses to 20 different programs at Neyland since that win in that same span. Wow. I mean, listen to this. Texas and Alabama the other day, a lot of you hate Deion Sanders. I get it. I'm cheering for him. He's making a mockery of this. And I'm kind of, listen, I'm kind of an anti-establishment guy. Some of y'all are the establishment. That's fine. You be the, I'm, 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 I'll be the loyal opposition. I like people that kind of upset the order. I'm kind of for it, okay? Especially when it comes to sports. Try something different. Texas and Alabama was a signature game in college football and drew a huge number on ESPN. 8.76 million. That's a lot of people for a cable television game. That's by far their best number. Huge. That Nebraska-Colorado game over on Fox, and I'm asking Brian and Sean, I'm asking you this. I watched it. If that game was played last year, I might have watched 10 minutes of that game. Just kind of shoot you straight here. Maybe. Maybe 10 minutes during a commercial. And that was on opposite. No, that was on in the afternoon. I watched a good bit of that game. Because I am intrigued with what this guy's doing. And this guy urinates a lot of people off. And I find it funny. Eight. 0.73 million people viewed that game. 300,000 less than Alabama and Texas. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Next up on the mic, A&M and Miami with 4 million. The next game up, half, less than half the audience. 
Colorado and Nebraska drew 8.73 million people. Are you kidding me? Back to the phones we go. And we'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome in. You are live on your Tony Basilio show. Hi. Tony B, you know who it is. Dr. Sean, I'm, I'm glad to hear from you again since we got hung up on the last time I was on this show. But that's okay. You've never been hung up on, dude. You've never been hung up on. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to open up something that Dr. Sean started, but he didn't want to go that far. But see, I'm going to go that far because I just who I am. Could you imagine Deion Sanders going into a kid's home? I'm just going to go back a little farther, a black kid's home, and he's talking to his mother. you got a lot of problems when it comes to recruiting and NIL. This dude is going to get these kids because guess what? He's one of the primetime players in the country ever. And you don't think one of them parents that, that grew up watching this man? Yep. Don't want their kid to go play for this man. Hey Sean, I'm gonna Come tell on, you, hey, hey Sink, I'm gonna tell you a great fear Tennessee fans have that this Billy Napier guy flames out, and that Florida gets jumpy because Deion Sanders is from down there, and Deion Sanders is kind of feuding with Florida State, who's gotten their footing back, and they go ahead and do the unthinkable and bring a Seminole in to coach our program. Cinco, could you imagine that guy at Florida? How scary that would be. I'll throw another one out there. Yeah. How cozy are he and Nick Saban with the Aflac stuff? Wow. You know, you got the you got the Dabo you got the Dabo on the uh, downfall. Decline of Dabo. You got uh who else is out there that's really, you know, from that tree? Uh, and then here you go. You can got you a imagine new shiny thing with the. You imagine you know, the, the, you're the saying that out was loud? That before the Aflac, they were like, "Wait a second, this is uh this is not ebony and ivory. This is uh, this is this is tradition, et cetera, versus Dion. You know, and th- those two look very chummy. It's funny in those commercials. It's funny. Um, that would that would not be a hard sell to the Alabama fans, and he would he would recruit like crazy, and he would. He'd have to turn kids away from the um, uh, from the transfer portal. Hey, he, hey, he really would. Hey, Florida, could you rem- could you imagine him down there versus that damn Billy Napier who looks like uh, a reject from Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Yeah, uh, listen, bro. If, if he goes down there, it, yeah. the whole SEC will slip because you know what? He's going to get those kids. He's going to get those Florida kids that's going all over to Tennessee. Oh. To Georgia, he, uh, Texas, he's gonna get those kids, dude. He, remember when I told you a long time yeah. ago when that them, you know, you can find a, a, a receiver anywhere in Florida. They run around chasing chickens. You remember when I first? Dude, said, you can't I say that. I, yes, I did, Tony B. You just don't remember. I remember. I mean, that's you kind know? of like politically incorrect, though, man, to say something like that. But that's go ahead, Tony B. That's what we. That's what we used to do back in the day. Well, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about these kids now. I'm talking about these kids back when Sperry was there and all the others. You know, listen, bro. These kids, he's got an alternative to, to, to recruiting now that most people don't even realize yet, bro. He's got, he, this, he is the alternative. He flushed his whole roster. Listen, guys, I'm over on Zen Sports, right? And I pulled this game up. 
What do you all think the line is in that game? Brian, don't you answer because you're a degenerate. Sean, Colorado and Colorado State play Saturday night. Just, I'd like you in Florida to kind of guess the line there. Go ahead, Sean. What do you think? Number of points. Say that again. The, 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 the point spread between Colorado and Colorado State this weekend. Colorado's favored by, what do you think? Uh, 17? 23. Wow. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Florida, in one offseason, he assembled 80 players, 80 new players on a roster, and he's a 23-point favorite to go 3-0, and you know, you know Florida. The, you know the only one he kept from the old team? The only one he kept was the safety guy that got the interception in the first quarter. That's smart. In the end zone. That's the one he kept. I mean, the guy went to his first press conference and said, look, I've already told these guys they're all free to look around, and we're not keeping any of them. And I thought, what a clown this guy is. But he put a big help wanted sign out there, and you have this freedom of movement thing, and I'll be. He, But to Sean's point, they're playing well-coached, cohesive football. That's a thing I can't get over. But, Tony B., Nick Saban did it when he came. It was just it just wasn't publicized like you just publicized it. No, he, he got rid of. He didn't flip his Nick whole Saban roster. Nick Saban was fine. No, before no uh, way. Chrysler wouldn't even didn't make, flip his whole roster. He was doing the same. Didn't thing, flip his whole he, roster. He this is unprecedented in the history of college football. There's never been a guy. Sean said it off the air. It's like an NFL expansion team. That's what this guy's done. And he's a 23 point favorite Saturday, Sean. To go three well, and zero. Since uh, look, since um, since Florida went went to a little touchy subject, I'll tell you another thing that Dion has. Dion has what Charles Charles Barkley has. Uh, he he he's not going to get challenged. Uh, he can say whatever he wants. That's a good point. If if you if you threw, can you imagine if Josh Heupel came in here and threw eighty people off the team? The new Sentinel, everybody uh-huh. would be uproaring. Uh-huh. It would be, a, it would be a crazy. Dion, maybe he's earned it. And I, and I stand me. I don't care what anyone wants to challenge me on this. Dion gets away with stuff just like Charles Barkley yeah. gets away with stuff. Yes, there are other very few people. That, there... Now, having said that, that, that has very little to do with what you know, with what uh, he's well, accomplished these first two games. To your point, Sean, well, even the overt Christianity stuff. Yeah, a lot of other coaches get challenged when they're doing what Dion well, does. Well, look, look, Tebow got vilified, and he's not getting chat. That's a, so true. He's being left alone. That is so he gets true. Left alone, and you know what? And he takes advantage of it to yes. his credit. If, if he's a smart every guy. other coach, if they had something, Mike Shashevsky, yep. openly went to went to market something. Uh, you know, with the USA, he got away with it. Got away with it. With American Express or whatever it was. Everyone was like, wait a second. That's a little unbecoming. He took advantage of it. Every other coach will take advantage of what they can. Are you going to tell me, Florida, that the rest of these coaches are not cheering against Deion Sanders, who's making it look easy? All of them are. You should have you heard what Matt Rule said, Tony B, but to Sean's point here, look at you. what you're talking about. You're talking about Tennessee versus Colorado, a team that went one and eleven and didn't win a game. Come on, bro. Listen, 
Listen, no people don't have the don't have nothing but to let him do what he do. This is what this man's been doing all his career. It's crazy. He's winning. He was coaching. Don't, don't he was coaching high school football four years ago over at Catholic. But it don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. So he did kind of earn it. He did, he did kind of earn it. He and then he went. And then he went to then he went to historically black college, and that's exactly right. And he said at that time, y'all didn't give me a chance. I'm gonna take Travis Hunter out of the signing class, and everybody was like, Sean, we were on the air that day. Everybody was so angry. They were so angry at him. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like, uh, you know, the only comparison I can make is, and it's different, is Hugh Freeze. You know, he, Hugh Freeze goes from yep. from high school to, uh, come on, the blinds, obviously what happened down there to get the job at Ole Miss. Obviously. But then he goes up to Jackson, Tennessee, and he's a good coach. And he's still getting crap for his untraditional yep. path. Now, he wasn't, you know, you, you, Dion's got the thing of, well, I mean, you can't talk to him as a football player, okay? You can't talk to him. You can't say anything about his social stuff because right. that's, he's got to like it or not. And I'm not commenting. I'm not a, uh, giving an opinion on any of it. He has a shield around him. I'm rooting uh, for much, him. Much like Cam Newton had a shield around him at Auburn. I'm rooting when they, for him. When they went to – when the, there's no way he should have el- ever been eligible. I'm But he had, he had a shield around rooting. him. And I'm sorry, that's an inconvenient. Rooting. But it's Rooting, and, I'm and, rooting and, for him. But but not only that, Dion, he's making every he. Get, you can't play baseball and football. Uh, well, yeah, okay. yeah, I can. Yeah, but Bo Jackson's in. Okay, well, I'll do it in the same weekend. Yeah, he pissed I, everybody I he off. A, I think he played played a Falcons and a Braves game in the same weekend. He got a helicopter. I'll never forget yeah. that. He, I thought. I mean, he is yeah. used to. He is absolutely. He took. He be, he took. Here's the genius of Dion. He took a relatively unknown position at that time, cover corner. Because remember, the guy wouldn't tackle anything. No, he wouldn't. And tackle. punt returner, and he made that. He made that a star. A uh, he, Florida. He's, he's the incredible. Best part, he's the force of nature. The best part about this phone call is that you oh, have not. One more thing. You okay, have not. You, but you thing. have not had to face the music of what's coming Saturday night. That's the best part about your phone call so far. It, might I, be the I, best I, call I, you've I, had in years. But let me let me tell you this about Travis Hunter. All of this is changing for him, bro. There are going to be two way players on every football team in the country. I hope you're right. Years, bro. I hope you're right. That's not what it's going to be. Because I've That's never understood it. These guys that overcoach us stuff, put your athletes on the field in college football and let them play. Carl Pickens could have played both ways thirty years ago, but they didn't do it because nobody did it. They couldn't have done it with him. Give me a break. You know, I think I think he got a top five player this past, like Cormani McNeil or something, out of yeah. former Miami, or he was out of South Florida. He's a he, the people don't like Dion in the coaching. They better learn to like dangerous. it. He's be- very dangerous. Yeah, and, and and Sean brought up a point that our fan base is watching right now. What's going to happen with one of our a key key guys? Uh, that might visit there. You don't want him visiting there. You do not want him walking on their campus. You don't. I bet you get him. I bet you get him right now. Me and you dinner. Did he get? Oh, I know. I'm not betting on that. No, I'm not betting against him. That's that's a problem. If he goes there, if he goes there, I would be surprised if he doesn't flip. And so would Sean. And so would most people that follow this. He's going to get most of the recruits to come out of college. It's ridiculous. It's a 23 point favorite. And he put his team together in January. I mean, it's the dumbest thing in the world. 
Watson Brown talked you down off the ledge, Tony B, today. And the Gators are coming. You're going to be coming down there with Watson the Brown called Dr. the, Shine, called the win. Hang up. Watch this hang up. It's called, he talked you down a little bit, but you still got to go play the game. And guess what? You, uh, Joe Middle's still going to be throwing 200 miles an hour. You're going to be doing the same thing he was doing that you were nervous about, that you are nervous about because I can read in your voice. <laughs> You're playing my game with me, Florida. I like that. I can hear it you can hear voice. it in my voice. And I told you four years ago when he came down here that he was throwing the ball too hard when I was sitting at the work, and, and you know it. You know I told you that. And he still got the same problem today, Tony B. The same problem. So guess what? The fear is in your heart, and I love it. Have a great rest of your day, Mr. Tony Basilio. Well, I didn't cut you off on it. My brother, and my brother, your, your, oh man, you didn't even give a chance to talk. You didn't give my man a chance to talk, Brian. Hey, listen, you're welcome to talk on my talk show anytime, Brian. You're welcome to talk anytime you want. Thank you, Florida. Well, you go get your talk show. You're out of here. And then I'll uh, come talk on your talk show, you clown. Billy Napier's teams at Florida are right. 0 and 5 when the QB attempts 30 or more passes. The most pass attempts in a win was 28 against Texas A&M last year, and against Tennessee, Richardson threw 44 passes. Well, that's the that's the the telling part about this story or this game this weekend is not really Joe Milton. It can be. It's not what Tennessee's house of horrors, uh, the swamp has been. Yep. The thing about this is that Billy Napier's offense has to be able to run the ball. And right now they can't. They can't run the ball on average competition. Um, they're not, in, chances are, that, and, uh, and our defense, frankly, looks very good at yes. stopping the run. Yes. Uh, Mertz is, Mertz is not a statue, but he's not Anthony Richardson. Uh, so we'll see. I, I think another thing that we uh, should talk about is it looks like there's already talk of a uh, swap in Tuscaloosa. It looks like they may be going with the Buchner kid. Buckner, whatever. Uh, Buckner from Notre Dame. Yep. And that, that's long. interesting because he's, he follows into the line of the, um, of the, you know, McElroy. Yep. Uh, uh, those type of quarterbacks that are just, Pro or game managers because he he can run a little bit he can throw a little bit um, he's not great at anything but the problem you have with Milrow is that you got a you got a roster of receivers and tight ends that can't get the ball down there. What surprises that, you more, Sean, that but, Ty Simpson runs third team there, or that Arch Manning runs third team at Texas with a guy that's in his class? What's more surprising to you? Because we followed Ty Simpson at a high school, he was a guy that. I think Tennessee won it at one point. What surprises you, Sean? More uh, the um, the March uh, uh, Manning simply because there's stuff that doesn't that doesn't relate to the actual playing of the game. Here you have Arch Manning, who has a huge you know NIL presence, who has a huge recruiting presence, etc. And uh, frankly, Texas is is somewhat risking. You know him leaving and then attracting other people versus Ty Simpson, who goes from Tennessee to Alabama. So you're out of state. You have no tradition. I don't, it doesn't matter that his father's the UT Martin coach. That, that's irrelevant right. down there. Right. And then you also have in play 
you have a new offensive coordinator that brings his guy in. So much like Milton at first, great point. there has to be some assurances between Tommy Reese, Nick Saban, and the Buchner kid. Uh, that's, I guess that's three different pronunciations I've had. Let's see if I can come up with fourth. But the, the, there had to be some assurances that he's not going to be third team. So I think the mo- more surprising is Arch Manning uh, third string at Texas. Brian, Fine. what do you think of this? Yeah. Where's Ty Simpson going to transfer to? If they go, hey, Brian, if they go. Well, they've got a five-star on their commitment list right now. So what do you, he, I can't see him there next year. No. Brian, what do you think, unless he loves it there. Brian, what do you think of uh, Biogner getting a job at Alabama this week? Let's go for another translation. Pronunciation. Uh, I'll just call him Buckner. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. Well, Tommy, you're really butchering that. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, Joshy boy, let's play uh, here. Let's play here. Cinco, uh, what's up, buddy? But you know what, uh, Joshy, you know what my favorite part of the day is? Is coming in in the morning and watching my and your Braves highlights. Do not bring that yeah. game up last night, Joshy boy. When we came from six two in a row, back, two in a row. By the I way, I almost texted you, Josh. When two we days came in from a row. six back last night, Josh. Yeah, two days in a row, extra innings where the the uh, the Bravos come through. Disgusting result last counting? night. Is Matt Olson any good, guys? Fifty-first home run last night. Is he any good? Is this guy any He's good? Pretty damn good. Got a reason. Got hey, I'll tell you, Freddie Freeman. They said I'll, I'll tell you the guy that to look out for is uh, Michael Harris, Money Mike, baby, Money yeah. Mike, bottom of the lineup, Money Mike, on fire on fire in fuego. Tony, uh, do you think Olson has a chance to break Aaron Judge's record from last year? No, but he's going to own the Braves' season record. Right, next home run. That's it. He's going to set it today. He's going to hit another one yep. out today. He's got sure. remind, he's got a chance to break Hank Aaron's, doesn't he? That's what, yeah. He already has the the Braves records owned by Andrew yeah, Jones, Aaron, isn't it? I mean, excuse me, excuse me. I'm sorry. It was Roger Andrew Maris. Jones. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It was Andrew if he Jones. Hits another, if it's a yeah, home run every other game, I think he's got a now, shot. Maris was 61. Is that right? Yes. Yes. But, but Andrew, so he's got he's, he's got, got 52 right. games to get 10. Yeah, that's right. And that would be legitimate because he's not. He's not one of these steroid freaks. This guy, and, and you know what's funny about him? He's got a really kind of slow, methodical swing that he puts on the ball, and he's just super strong. Yeah. Well, if you look at that, Seitzer's really changed his swing, and he's become a much better hitter. Wow, that's scary. Tony, uh, did you have uh, Robert Killer Kowalski on today, or is it tomorrow? We did not have the killer. I'm hoping to grab Killer Kowalski tomorrow. Do you have a question for Killer Kowalski? Yeah, I wanted you to ask him his take on this game, Tennessee against Florida, and his opinion is the line set correctly in Tennessee's favor Saturday. You know, those guys try to find a sweet spot. Seven was his latest. Seven's their latest number. Sean, do you? If I force you to bet that game, Sean, at seven points, seven seems like a lot for that football game for the environment we're going in. In other words, I'll take a two-point win. I don't care. I'm not expecting them to beat them by two scores, Sean, on this Wednesday. I'm just not. You're talking about going to the swamp, right? Yes, I would almost play Florida I would, I, 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 with I a touchdown. Never... I never personally would vote 
I mean, would bet on Tennessee against Florida, period. I don't care where right. it's played. Let I alone just, giving seven points up. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, and, and that's not my confidence level in Tennessee. I've just seen too many screwball things. It's called reality. With that place. And it's... Yeah. It's um, uh, I'm a battered vault. What do you no, What do you want from it's, me? It's like the Phillies and the Braves last night. When when no, that, it, you, no. you when when Florida raises its hand, I'm gonna flinch. Well, when that Castellano guy, who I call the Cash Stealer, Castellano, Nick Castellano, yeah. Joshy boy, when he first pitch swung in the bottom of that ninth inning, with the bases loaded, and that uh, and that relief pitcher leaking oil. You talk about something that urinated me off. You guys fooled around with your bullpen in the latest late innings, kind of fooled around, treated it like a spring training game, and we still couldn't beat you. Tony, that's what I told you before. If the Braves are unable to get to a World Series, it might be because of the bullpen. No, you were playing around last night, though. You were doing bits with your bullpen. You had a guy in there in the uh, eighth inning that wouldn't be in that spot all year. They were just doing bits. And and we still couldn't win the game. I was texting with my buddy Jack okay. Fritz, who does the Phillies post game up there on WIP. Yeah. And and I was we were like, that's one of the more painful regular season games I've sat through. Between that and that Cavalcante thing that was going on, since we captured Cavalcante today, we're going to capture the Atlanta Braves tonight. Y'all are getting ripped limb from limb. You heard it here first. <clears throat> Phillies well. money line. Spencer Strider will pitch a two-hitter tonight. Quadzilla is going to receive, going to return to the scene of the crime up there, and his uh, and his playoff meltdown last year yep. that'll but, uh, never be forgotten by this living fan. Um, one more question out the door. Who I love? By the way, I love Quadzilla. Okay. I if, do too. If it's not for Blake Snell, he's my Cy Young Award winner. Same. And uh, watch out for that. Still guy from the Cubs too. He's making the Oh my gosh! And is my boy Acuna any good? Oh, he's pretty. Good what <laughs> is he having a season? Very good season. You and, got a uh, guy hitting fifty-two home runs. It's not even going to get MVP showing. Yeah. But uh, out the door, town. Yeah. What would it take for Josh Heupel to? make a quarterback change in Saturday's game? Would Milton have to make a few turnovers? Complete meltdown. Yeah, I think a complete meltdown. Who do you think you'd go to if uh, Nico was unable to go Saturday? Well, then it would be Gaston Moore, but they don't want to do that. Yeah, they don't want to do that. All right, guys, GBO. GBO, man. G to the B to the O. 865-200-5402. G to the B of the O, indeed. We'll be live with you. Calhoun's on the river on Friday, countdown to the game. Then Saturday, as soon as the game goes final, all present company will, all hands will be on deck. Uh, Alex Myers will be in here. We're going full crew with you. Farmer Charlie, middle of the night. Full crew. Full crew. Full crew. Middle of the night, Farmer Charlie, special guest. Maybe Florida. If they get beat, Sean, maybe I'll bring him in as a special guest. If they win, he didn't get within a million feet totally. of this program. Totally. But if they, yeah, I wonder if I, if we win, is Barney calling in? Barney boy has been on the outs with me since his um, 
uh, ripping of uh, why are you talking to a baseball coach last year when he embarrassed me with Tony Valls. That's where Barney Boy's been as we continue with more on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. 
Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Come see us Saturday, September 9th, and let your first cookout be on us. With the purchase of any grill, you will receive an Omaha Steaks voucher for 12 steak burgers and 12 beef franks free. We also will have hamburgers for the first 100 customers between 11 and 2 until we run out. Come see us Saturday, September 9th at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Heated to be back with you. 865-200-5402. Watson Brown joined us earlier in hour number one. I would encourage you, if you missed it, to go back and check it out today over at tclub.team. We've got our blog up there today, a couple thousand words dedicated to the Vols and the college football and the college sports and what's been going on. And um, if you want to get in and opine on anything we've discussed thus far, have at it. Let's go back to the phones at 865-200-5402. Lines available for the first time this week if you want to get in. As Tennessee gets ready to go on the road and make it happen, it is getting real Saturday in Gainesville. Hello and welcome into our next call. Tony, I remember back in the day when you were broadcasting live from the Purple Porpoise, live at the Swamp. This is Taylor, by the way. R.I.P. Purple Porpoise. I live next to one of the Maynardville boys now. And, uh, Joey, I love you. Tony, how cool would it be to have uh, Tony Valls call in after we uh, beat Florida and perhaps even ZR? How next level would that we be? We need to do that, man. We need to we need to get the whole crew back together. We need to interface those two. Perhaps have uh, ZR and Tony Valls uh, film a song, do a song together. <laughs> Tony, that would be uh, that'd be so next level. And comical. Green, Christ- uh, Green Christmas, perhaps. Maybe we'll uh, do it, put it on sale on sale to benefit somebody, and we'll do like a version of Green Christmas with those two singing together. Well, unlike Barney Boy, I think we need more Tony Valls. Uh, the time that he's uh, been on the uh, yes. uh, Garza Law postgame show has been nothing but next level. He was incredible on Friday. He was incredible he Friday. He's, he's always great. There's no, yep. no doubt. And I've said this many times, uh, Coach Hype, Coach Tony V, um, 
uh, Barnes and uh, yep. Kelly Harper. I don't, I don't think we've got better coaches ever at the University of Tennessee. Tony, we've got to beat Florida. It's going to feel like five losses if we uh, go down the swamp and get beat. It really will. It'll feel like five losses. I've said I've said this, this nice. season will be acceptable. I'll take nine and three as a, as a really, really good season. But the caveat is we cannot lose to Florida. The new age fans, Alabama will always be our biggest robbery. But as somebody who grew up uh, watching in the 80s and then certainly really got hot and heavy in the 90s, Florida was our nemesis. Um, and, and I know, you know, gosh, I think this year, I would argue that the Florida game is more important than Alabama just for the fact that we're going to be a dog at Alabama. It's on the road. If we don't beat Florida now, I guess my question is when are we going to beat Florida? 20 years is too long, Tony. Well, you beat them last year, right? You have a chance to go to a two-game winning streak. They will come here next year. That's a three-game winning streak, and that's probably it for the series because Florida probably falls off Tennessee's schedule as an every year opponent and it would be it's a damn shame it would well it would be a lot of fun though to bring the curtain down owning a winning streak against them that would be fun bragging rights and it's in your grasp because this tennessee team's better than they are and should win the game really but to sean's point and just like you know most people if you say to them okay who are you going to bet on seven points Tennessee no minus no way. I mean, I I mean, I was born yesterday, but I wasn't. You know, I wasn't born yesterday. Doctor Cinco summed it up quite well. Uh, I flinch. I flinch when Florida raises their hand. Uh, battered ball syndrome or yeah. not, they've they've owned us. I know we won last year, but it's just we've got to win at the swamp. Yeah. We just have to do it. I I can't imagine. I've been down there. It's to me the worst fan base in America. Uh, they're, they jump on and off the bandwagon. They're absolutely horrendous to opposing fans wearing uh, wearing the right color of orange. Yep. But we've just got to figure out a way to win. Tony, um, I would say that uh, uh, I think they're going to get it done. I think I, I think frankly, Milton calling the the team meeting is a sign of the positive sign of leadership. Uh, when you have that type of performance, um, team performance, not just Milton against uh, against Austin P on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, you've got to right the ship. You've got to get everybody rolling in the right direction. And I think uh, I think that's a sign of, of great leadership and a very positive thing. And I think you're going to see this team regroup. I think they're going to be very hungry. I think they're going to come out strong with a fast start, and uh, and we're going to win. And then I want to call in on the Garza postgame show. Hopefully Tony Valls will make a special appearance and uh, get up to an APB out for uh, the great ZR. Tony, you're the dean for a reason. G B O. Green Christmas. T R and Tony Valls, an adaptation of Green Christmas. Do you, uh, Doc Sinclair? You do have a good feeling about this game, though, right? Valls are winning this game, yes. I have no comment on this game. Back to the. And I'll say this about the <laughs> about the the team meeting. Yeah. Uh, I thought Coach Brown brought up, you know, some good points. But I will say this. You can be as close as a group as you want to be. You can have your guys back, you, all that stuff. But in that locker room and on the field, talk is cheap. You you got to do it. And, you know, a, 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 you, you will lose 
they, they'll say they'll all say the right things. Yes. And they will all have your back in public. That's right. And no pro, no nobody will criticize you, etc. But if you start if you start throwing inaccurate passes, anything can happen, my man. And and people saying to me, "Well, you know, the virus. Why are you talking about that? I'm talking about because it it's a thing." Dude, they're Real like quick. shooting guards. They're like shooting guards. Their oxygen. Are catches, yards, and touchdowns. That's, That's all Real wide quick. receivers. They don't care. They are there Bills. for the highlights. They Go are ahead. there for the dunks. They Go ahead, Bry. Dominique Wilkins. 45 seconds. Hit it, Bry. Bill Steele will join tomorrow right off the top. S E A N Sinclair D 